0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Andrew Ware coming at you with another episode of Packers Fans Only, hosted by me. How y'all doing out there? Hope you're doing great. A win is always a good thing, no matter what. As Matt LaFleur said, I will not apologize for winning in this league, and I could not agree more with that statement. We won essentially 27-10. to They picked up a touchdown in garbage time. So, you know, I'll I'll take it. There is a lot of good to get to in this game. But first, I got to talk about the injury to Jair Alexander. Oh my gosh, I hope it's not a bad injury. I hope it's... Hopefully he's ready to go next week. If you talk about one player we can't afford to lose, it's him. Our secondary is great. But... It is not the deepest secondary. Could we get by for a couple weeks? I, I think so. I think we'd be okay. But, you know, I don't want to see us have to be okay. I don't want to see us, you know, it looks like, you know, getting to a little bit of the good. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk more about him later. But you talk about Eric Stokes and the game he had. Uh, it looks like he's ready to be our number two corner. And then you go and you take away Jair Alexander and then you're throwing Kevin King and Eric Stokes out there, that's a big drop-off in talent, unfortunately. Obviously, no fault to Stokes, but with Kevin King, what you see is what you get, and what you get is not great. So having to start him is at at corner again instead of... I think what we're going to do is move him into the slot. Yeah, that's not that's not a great uh, outcome. So, hopefully, Jair is okay. Hopefully, they do the tests, they do the x rays, they do whatever they need to do, and they find out it's not a big injury. Yeah, they asked the floor button and suppressor. He didn't give much. So, obviously, we'll find out as the week goes on. But, you know, Jair is a top three corner in this league yeah have my homer hat on maybe a little bit for that one but i mean you can't argue but how good he is and what a difference maker he is a player on the green Bay packers that tilts the field so to not have him out there would be huge savage also had an injury another really i mean look at what he's doing he he is good and you know thankfully he was back out there so hopefully that's not a big deal you know aim at one point Adrian amos was only or was the only starter in the secondary that we had out there so yeah that, that, that's a that's worrisome but hopefully we're all right hopefully we find out some good news here in the coming days about alexander's injury one other bad thing i think i need to talk to you before i get to, to the good our run game <laughs> was great uh AJ Dillon is averaging over five yards, but at the end of the game, where the hell did the run game go? You you got an answer for me? If you have an answer out there for me, tweet tweet at me at PF only, at capital P, Capital F, Capital O, lowercase N L Y, Packer fans only. Tweet at me and, and tell me where where our running game went. Uh because it you know, it sure as hell looks like at some point we're just padding the old man's stats. And, and you know, I, I don't I, I don't truly believe that's going on. I know that. But come on now. You got a runner who's averaging five yards per carry and all of a sudden the run game just goes out the window and you're you're throwing the ball. And that that's just you know, I've said it, I've touched on it every podcast so far that we have to run this offense through the run game. And when we do that we will win football games. Unfortunately, at the end of the game, that's not what we were doing. We were passing the ball all over. Uh, I I feel like if we would have just handed it off, we could have sealed that game up a little bit earlier than what we did. But you know, we we were up twenty seven ten the majority of, of that second half, you know, all you know, all of a sudden they scored a touchdown garbage time, made it not interesting. There's no way they were going to score 17 points in what little time they had left. But, you know, I just feel like if we would have ran that ball a little bit more, I think uh, the game would have been out of reach a little bit quicker. But you live and you learn. Now let's get to the good. Some of the good, I am located in Memphis, Tennessee, And we actually went out for the game and watched it with the Memphis Packer backers. That was a lot of fun. Um, Nice to be around some spirited fans for this game. That was was some good times. So if you're listening to this, thanks for letting us come watch the game with you. And we will definitely be out to watch some games with you all again this year. Talk about us, meaning uh, my wife and myself. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, My wife uh, got me as a gift an Eric Stokes jersey because, as I said on the first podcast, I am a Georgia fan, a big Georgia fan. So when we drafted Eric Stokes, I really wanted a jersey, but we were actually moving from where we were living to Memphis. And so when we drafted Stokes, I was like, I am getting a jersey jersey as soon as possible but that was right in the transition of our moving so I didn't have an address really to ship it to I didn't want it to get lost and stuff like that so long story short my amazing wife got me a Stokes jersey and I wore it for the first time today out to the game and what a game to wear it to it's you know he started last week in San Francisco this week obviously with King being out again he got the nod at start to start again. And so, he had somewhat of a rough game. They were obviously picking on him. Obviously, when you have an all-pro cornerback next to you, you're going to get the majority of the targets. So, you know, he he was making some rookie mistakes out there. And I honestly, I would much rather see him make these rookie mistakes in October than in December and January. So, I'm all about it. I'm all about throwing him out there. I'm all about him getting the experience. I I love him. I loved him at Georgia. I love that the Packers have him. I love his speed. I think he has potential to be an amazing cornerback. And I felt like today, when he came up with that interception to seal the game, it was redemption for some of his gaffes throughout the game. I thought it was great. He came down with the key interception that ended the game. And that that's awesome. And you could tell how excited he was. You could just see the passion that he had. And that that's just great to see. That's something as Packers fans we gotta be excited about the ceiling for this kid. Boy, it's he's gonna be a fun player to watch. You you mark my words. So you know that was that was great to see. Staying on the defense side of the ball How about Kingsley Kiki stepping up and making a little bit of noise today? That was good to see. Rashawn Gary, also, that sack on Roethlisberger, that was awesome. Preston Smith also had another good game. So these are some positives. Tyler Lancaster, uh, last week, had a great game. Unfortunately, now he's on the COVID list. I think he, he actually has COVID. So... But these are good things to see. These are good steps for our defense to be taking. These are guys, you know, some of the names I mentioned, they're obviously names you expect to be mentioned. But, you know, Lancaster, Kiki, these are names that don't always come up every week. So to see Barry getting these guys to take some steps, it, it's encouraging. And as Packers fans, we got to be excited about Joe Barry's defense. I know this isn't the hire that any of us expected, including myself, This is not the guy that I had at the top of my list. I don't think he was at the top of anyone anyone's list. But the the thing is, he's a Packer now, so we gotta support this guy. I mean, what what the hell are we gonna do? Root for him to to lose? That's ludicrous. We want we want to win. We want to win number fourteen this year. So we gotta be rooting for Joe Barry to to get it together and to finally have a good defense after four failed attempts to do so. So. Take some positives out of the performances that you're seeing uh, both last week and this week. Uh, these are things that are, are really good for the Packers. And uh, if they continue to trend in this direction, this defense could end up being exactly what we need to get to the Super Bowl. So that, that's, that's great to see. Now, moving over to the offense side of the ball, i got to talk about Randall Cobb. Welcome back Randall Cobb, oh my goodness, I, you know, I gotta, not, not, obviously not any words I've spoken on this podcast, but privately I've gotta eat some words of mine because I did not expect this out of Randall Cobb, I thought he was washed up, I thought he couldn't get separation, I thought this, I thought that, I thought Rogers trying to bring him back was kind of overkill, blah, 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 blah. I definitely was not super excited to see Randall Cobb back in Green Bay. I love the guy. Loved him as a Packer. I still love him. But, you know, I was not over the moon about that signing. Today, oh my goodness, he proved me wrong in the best way possible. Oh my gosh, what a game for that guy. You love to see it. You love to see that. And hopefully, this is just the beginning. It a beginning of what's going to be a great season for Randall Cobb. Again, you know, this is a guy that maybe, you know, fans didn't want, myself included, weren't, you know, weren't over the moon for this guy coming back to Green Bay. But now, you know what? He wears green and gold, so I'm going to root for him no matter what. I'm going to pull for that guy, and I'm going to hope that he is successful as a Packers wide receiver and that he finds the end zone and then he gets big first downs which he did today I'm gonna I'm gonna be rooting rooting for that until I'm blue in the face come on now we gotta root for that so welcome back Randall Cobb what a game what a game Aaron Rodgers played pretty well today um had a few mm-hmm. rough passes, um, but overall I thought he played a pretty good game. In his presser, it came out that Matt Lafleur had asked him to speak to the team. I like that. I like seeing that. I like that kind of coinciding with the with the Pat McAfee stuff. Like that, you get a, a raw version of Aaron Rodgers. I thought that when he gave that press conference, you know, after after coming back, you know, it was a. It was a real raw press conference, and I I like that. You know, I obviously I love Aaron Rodgers. How, how can you not love Aaron Rodgers? He's been an amazing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And you know what? When Jordan Love suits up, I'm gonna love Jordan Love as well. But I wanted Rodgers back for one more run, one more chance at the Super Bowl, and I I really think that we can get it. And I love. Uh, a lot of people, uh, and you know, maybe this is the first time on this pod addressing a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers stuff through the off season. Obviously, I wasn't recording then, so um, my, my thoughts on it, I, I thought that Rodgers had some points. I thought the organization had some points, but what I wanted to talk about was when Rodgers said that the week before training camp, he was 50% there on retirement. And you know what? He said before training, before he came back, there was a 50% chance that he would retire. And people wanted to read into that. They wanted to make such a big deal out of it. I'm like, people, he said before he made the decision, he was 50%, uh, you know, committed to retirement. And then he made the decision and everything changed. Now he's 100% committed to the team. And... Has he not proven that in coming back this year? He's coming off an MVP season and you know, like you wanna attack his his preparation, his headspace or whatever that you know, I'm talking about not not Packard's Nation specifically, but you know, people like Jermichael Finley that I talked about in the last podcast or you know, uh People, the pundits, you know, they, they want to say certain stuff about Aaron Rodgers. And it's just not true. I mean, you know this. Watching him week in and week out, you know what you get with him. So. How can we as a fan base not be excited to have him back, not to not be excited to see what he's contributing to this team, not be excited that we get him once a week in a raw form on the Pat McAfee show and that LaFleur is calling on him to to step up and be a leader in the locker room. I'm not saying he wasn't like that before, not but but Aaron isn't like the rah rah guy. And he even said that in his press conference. But he has been a in this league, playing at a high level, an extremely high level for 17 NFL seasons, it is time for for LaFleur to bring him, give him the mic and say, hey, talk to the team. That's awesome. So that's what we get in Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not saying that Jordan Love um, doesn't have the potential to do a lot of these same things, but Jordan Love's two years in this league. So like, you have to take a step back, take a 30,000 foot view and realize what we have in Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not saying you don't, uh, obviously I don't want to insult anyone listening here, but you know, you, you just, you have to ignore all of the voices that are saying different things and you have to watch him week in and week out and listen to him. And you, what you see is what you get with him and what you get is amazing. So, That's all I got to say on that. Um, Quickly looking at the special teams side of the ball, Mo Drayton has got to work on that right side. I didn't think it was that close. And again, maybe I'm putting on the homer hat. I thought it was pretty obvious it was an offsides call on that field goal attempt. I was actually, like I said, I was out watching it. So I couldn't really hear what the announcers were saying. I could just see that they were showing the play over and over again. So I didn't actually realize until a little bit later that there was, like, some controversy on that call. I didn't think it was that close. I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I I was thinking about it's comparable to being in the stand. I was in the stands for the Seattle, the last Seattle playoff game at Lambeau, and that catch to Jimmy Graham that, that ended the game. You know, they showed it on replay at Lambeau, and I was like, oh, that's that's first down, game's over, or, or whatever. Um, I thought they still had one time out, but I, I can't remember. But regardless, I was like, oh, g- great, that's first down. Well, come back later, and I find out it was a huge controversy, and everyone thought the refs gave the Packers the game, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I, uh, again, today, I just, I thought, and the people watching it, it with me were like oh yeah he was offsides, or they all three of them so not not he all three of those players were, were early in offsides. so maybe they weren't um I need to go back and look at it I have looked at it on Twitter I need to go back and really take a closer look at it so I'll probably talk about that on Thursday but the truth is that right side they exploited that right side and Modric has got to figure that out well, I think that's all I have for today. My next episode will be on Thursday. Uh, I'll be looking ahead to the Cincinnati game, um, which I might be at. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Please follow me on Twitter. I know I said it earlier, but I'll say it again now. Please follow me on Twitter at PFOnly. So it's at capital P, capital F, capital O, lowercase nly, at PF only, Packers fans only, on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Carry that G. Go Pack Go, and have a great week.